0: When you're specifically looking at a kind of construction project, it's a very kind of dynamic and fragmented environment. So what we're really trying to do is align data across that project and provide transparency to all the stakeholders.
1: Welcome to Uptech Report. This is our Apply Tech series. Uptech Report is sponsored by Teraleap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at teraleap.io. Today, I am joined by my guest, Alex McManus, who's based in Philadelphia. She's the CEO and co-founder of Iris. Welcome, Alex. Good to have you on.
0: Ah, thanks for having me.
1: Now, Iris, if I pull from your website, it's a workforce productivity tool. So you're using automated data from the project site to produce continuous actionable metrics and insights. So for those out there, if you're leading a construction project, this might be a platform that you're going to want to check out. Now, on your website, Alex, you said it states uh, next level workforce visibility. Help me understand, what was the the problem that you guys initially saw and set out to solve?
0: So... When you're specifically looking at a kind of construction project, it's a very kind of dynamic and fragmented environment. So what we're really trying to do is align data across that project and provide transparency to all the stakeholders. So very, that's big picture, right? (laughs) Right.
1: There's a lot of people, a lot of things going on. We need to make sure everyone knows what's happening.
0: Exactly. And very specifically, we focused on workforce visibility, right? So providing the workforce data in real time. And the reason is, is for most markets you're in, but specifically in construction, which is still largely run and built by people, having the right number of the right type of, you know, (laughs) people on site at the right time is a leading indicator of project success Mm -hmm. across the board. And because of that, right? It becomes also the strongest kind of risk mitigation insight you can have into the project from schedule to safety to uh, insurance. Um, And then the the workforce data itself actually ties into every piece of workflow required to make that site operational. So really what we're looking at doing is centralizing data, capturing it once, and then reusing it as many places as possible, right? So, I mean, we're recycling it and get as much value back to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So from the people that have to capture it to the people that are overlooking the project, to the people that are overlooking the schedule or safety of the worksite.
1: People all the way, all the way along through, through that pipeline. Taking a step back here, you started this uh, 2000, uh, sorry, 2015, is that right? Yeah. About six years ago?
0: Yeah, we started at uh, 2050.
1: Gotcha, and, and from, from that time, what are some of the use cases that you can describe in any of your client base of, of it in play? Like you just like even share some of those stories.
0: Yeah, so I let me, I wouldn't mind picking a few because we do capture data for a lot of different values, right, and the whole idea is capture it once, reuse it as many places as possible, right? <laughs> Efficiency in, in data and technology. Um, so let me give you one from like a, a safety standpoint. So you're on a dynamic work site where you could have workers coming from a hundred different companies, right, easily on one of these large sites, and a site could cover uh, acres, if not hundreds of acres. So you're covering a lot of ground, you have a lot of uh, fragmented companies on site. So and there might be one person in charge of safety. So uh, OSHA oversees construction site safety, right, and they let you know that um, until a worker has been on site for about 80 hours, right. Within that first 80 hour period or two week period, that's when the highest amount of safety incidents happens. So we track, right. The consistency of the workers and maybe the trade workers, the workforce on site. So let's say that you're on a large site and all of a sudden there's a big crew shift. So all of a sudden, you know, the crew had been on site for, you know, weeks at a time, everything's running smoothly, safety incidents are going down. There's a major crew shift. That information isn't readily apparent to the safety personnel, so mm-hmm. Iris can let them know. Right here's an alert. There was a crew shift in this area with this company on this site. Mm-hmm. So now the safety personnel can go and focus there, and you know decrease safety incidents. So that's it's just the right- one example of using that data.
1: It's it's letting the right person know that something has happened that they now to need to put a special attention to make sure people yeah. are safe because of that. Yeah,
0: issue. and it's getting them the data in a way that's meaningful to them, right? Same information, but meaningful to the safety personnel because that's what they care about. Right. And kind of the this the same way we can look at schedule. So if you're overseeing the schedule of a a project, we would input the schedule right in, import it into our system with a trade resource forecast how many workers from each kind of special trade need to be on site at that time, right? That ties down then to a critical path. So just like if you were designing technology, right? You might might plot it out in JIRA and follow a critical path. Construction works the same way. And so there's certain tasks that are very important to the overall uh, productivity of that schedule. If for instance, somebody is putting up a curtain wall which is kind of closing in a building, it's really important, and that those trade workers haven't shown up on time uh, and maybe consistently you're understaffed in that trade, that's a leading indicator of an issue, all right? So then you can alert somebody higher up in the project that's overseeing the schedule that we don't have the right staff in place to do that task, right? And so they can drill down to see what the issue is. So we had a very specific example of that happening on a site. It turns out that there was a material delay so the workers aren't on site because the material is not there. The material's is not there, right? <laughs> because it's not being shipped, right? So they can follow that back and then solve the problem and bring the schedule back. So it, that's probably save six weeks on that project.
1: Conversely, without, without having that visibility, you would probably not know that till much later. And you were like, exactly. why is nothing getting done? And then you'd have to manually go backwards. That's the point of the technology piece is that it actually should alert you it somewhat in real time, knowing uh, there's something to pay attention here.
0: Exactly, and I'll, I'll give you a, just a much more kind of prevalent and recent example too, right? So uh, we have a platform in place. We understand what the workforce and what they're doing on site, and we're uh, with COVID, right? All of a sudden, construction is not happening without people, right? Mm-hmm. And so. There, I they need to be on the site to do the work. What we're able to do is start looking at kind of workforce safety and have kind of a digital twin of the site. How many people are in certain areas? So we can zone out a construction site. You can see who's there in real time and then be alerted if there's too many people in an area. So you're going to have a density issue. Right. And actually you can use the same platform and technology with the right IoT and even go back and do dwell time and contact tracing weeks later. So just pulling the data right from you know the workforce and then using it through the right path.
1: Well, the type of people that are uh using it and looking at it, are they, are they project managers? Like what, what's the, the folks that are actively using the platform?
0: So you're gonna see everybody across the board. So Take my schedule example or workforce example to understand, right, what's the kind of risk of that project being on time. You can do that for one project and you can also see it across a portfolio, right? So if you're an owner, you wanna see the normalization of data across your portfolio. All right. if you're on a project right you need to see the kind of the workflow of the the workforce data on that project so if you're you'll be using it as a project manager you'll be using it as a scheduler actually you'll be using it as an administrator right because you have a job to check in and check out the workforce uh,
1: and, so. and and this is is a, a dashboard of, of data but it's it's the input you're not inputting anything so where where is the data coming from
0: All right so. We're, we're a <laughs> big proponent of input once, use as many places as possible, right? So on every construction site, workers have to register on the site, right? So what we'll do is through that registration process, they'll, we'll actually use our software, right? And we really focus on our UI UX design to make it easy for the project administrators to input the workforce data. Um, and then the work will be given some kind of wearable and it's typically an ID tag. Right, And then that wearable can serve many functions on the site, whether it be used for access control or just kind of virtual control where we can read the wearable through uh, gateways on site. Um, so it's administered once. If you're in our portfolio and you have an IRS ID, that could be used on any other worksite you're on as well. So what we see is a lot of our owners, right, their their, uh, workforce runs across different projects, right? A lot of the subcontractors or trade partners also work across different projects with those same general contractors or owners. So you put it in once and then you have the information every time they come in on site.
1: I'm going to play a little bit of a... I say devil's advocate here, just push back of like, I'm trying to imagine, you know, uh, the, an owner, right? Uh, why would they not want a solution like this technology? Is it the overhead costs? Is, is, is it, uh, they're looking at, okay, wow, it's just too much to roll out or is it too complex? What are they, and what are they doing before they have this? Uh, or is it, is, is is a question of, of just, they're not even using anything or they're using something different?
0: You're, you're speaking to the choir here, right? I, I don't know what <laughs> are preaching to the choir. To me, everybody should have this, right? So um, it makes all the sense in the world, but it's really just the standard adoption of technology, right? And having to run through that process because in the construction industry, you do have a lot of different stakeholders that they're not necessarily aligned under one mission or one corporation. It takes more time to push through technology that isn't centralizing things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The... The other side is technology is, can be cumbersome and difficult to operate. So I think one of the things that sets us apart from other technologies on site is I come from the construction industry, my co-founder Hussein comes from the construction industry. And so what we really work on is making the, our platform easy to administer on site and operationally easy to start. Right? Mm. as well as providing the customer service. So somebody's job on a construction project is to manage the construction project. <laughs> it is not to manage technology, right? So technology needs to be there to help. And so we're very aware of that. So if somebody is spending time to input workforce data or to use our information, we want to provide more value back to that individual. So it's just understanding that market.
1: Technology overall should help us do make our jobs easier or better or faster. Um, But it's like what you have described so far isn't necessarily anything revolutionary. It's just somewhat revolutionary to the construction industry, potentially, (laughs) of of where they are in the adoption curve. What can you speak to as far as maybe the roadmap of what's coming up or new features that you have that is actually somewhat maybe could be seen as as futuristic or or implementing new technologies?
0: All right. So... It is revolutionary to the construction industry. And when you look across our platform, what you're looking at is uh, a series of technologies that are kind of we're not not on the cutting edge, but on the edge of where technology is going. So in order to capture data across a site, a lot of times where they don't have connectivity, we have to build the mesh networks, right? So we're trying to be on top of the kind of mesh networks. We do a lot of, we have IoT wearables that are out on site. So we have a lot of the edge computing then that's done at the gateways, right? What data to collect, how we want to send it up that goes to the cloud right so very very focused now on data architecture right and in kind of maximizing the efficiency across that structure right that's just on the tech side right? right um and then we have the software right and the the focus on the ui ux for our End users, right? So they're getting the information they need when they want. But across that kind of spectrum of technology, what we're trying to look at now, let's, we're not controlling this, but the new satellite kind of Wi Fi systems, right, that they're putting out is drastically going to change what we do. So mm-hmm. that's something we're very focused on, right? So when you're running thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of IoT devices, right and focused on i mean connectivity and your data costs um you know that's i think is going to change how we do things in the future uh, that's going to change the entire i think cellular network uh mm-hmm. so those are the things we're focusing on the other thing that we um get into quite a bit and it's 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 in the world of ai which it has a broad <laughs> Very broad definition, depending on who you're talking to. But AI and machine learning is, I think this is very specific to our industry, but the way scheduling is done is going to change drastically. So the old school version of having a schedule done out, right, sending that schedule down to the people and every month or so updating it is gonna go away. And what we're gonna start to do is start to have live schedules where the data that you get from the field immediately changes the initial input values of the schedule and then that gets sent back and forth. And so that we'll have an understanding of, based on who's in the field and the productivity of the work they're doing, how that's impacting schedule before the scheduler will, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think something, being able to kind of gather that data over time and then find the patterns in it is gonna move that pretty quickly.
1: It's, it's that live ability to to update and change based off of the data that's coming in your schedule so that everyone can make more informed decisions. Though, wouldn't that take away the job of the scheduler?
0: Of course not. <laughs> No. And actually some of the, some of the schedule systems we work with, right. I, to me, it's just going to enhance their value. Right. And and so the scheduler still has to understand what's happening. Right. But now we can provide them input so that they're going to be, actually have more real-time value
1: mm-hmm. for for this um uh I earlier mentioning iot devices you, so obviously you have the software side the dashboard and the ui and ux uh from the iot side do you are you just a distributor of, of like a certain plethora have you guys built your own can you speak at all to the the, the hardware side
0: I, I can and I'll, I'll give you a bit of an arc there um, so when we when we first started, we developed our own proprietary RFID system uh, which which came with its own issues, but we certainly understood how to run the system. Um, then we decided we didn't want to be in the world of hardware and we wanted to be closer to the edge. So we found we're kind of suppliers, right. And Mm -hmm. also switched into more BLE. Mm -hmm. Then we found we needed more control (laughs) and we wanted to be even maybe a little bit closer to the edge. And so now we do a mix of using vendors and sometimes building our own. Right. So now we like to combine, um, just like we look at data. Is, is using one th- something once, we really look at our IOT the same way is how do we pack the most into our IOT to get the most value out of it. So we might have a badge that has ultra wide band, BLE and NFC, right? Mm. So you only need one device, but now it controls different things. And now it can control your access control on site. The BLE will give us a, a virtual sense of where you are and ultra wide band can give you distance to somebody else. So in Mm -hmm. order to do that, (laughs) we weren't finding it necessarily readily available in the marketplace. And then we need gateways that can read the data the way we want it to be read and then we need to manage them the way we want to be managed. So then you put all the tools up behind that.
1: And this is probably why it can be difficult for anyone wanting to roll this out, because there's so many different pieces that you have to understand to, to make it happen. But your, your point is that you're trying to take care of all that, right? For right. Uh, so
0: Difficult to build. We've done that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so one of the things we really focus on is making it easy to administer for our clients right Mm -hmm. so part of that is making the readers we have plug and play part of that is having the wearable also be an id badge Mm -hmm. right part of that is fitting into the operational structure already that's happening on site it's not
1: much of a shift uh, or a hard lift for for those who are there using the technology It's, it's not much changes it's just it's now there yeah
0: And what the other thing we find, and again, I think this is probably pretty common against any industry that's adopting new technology is what what we've tried to do is create a configurable platform so that we can meet the needs of a project at the place of the project. So, So as the project is starting, they collect certain amount of data, right? And as they build and as they need more data, right? They can use different layers of our platform to gain the knowledge that they need at that time. And then, across a project or across a portfolio right of projects so that they can normalize the data so it's really important that we're not saying here you need all of this to get started and you have to understand everything i understand mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the the client needs to underst- get the data they need right. at the time right? right and we'll just help them do it uh,
1: as far as the the uh, growth of of the need for data and integration. Um, Are you guys looking at or already have any integrations with other solutions and services out there?
0: So we we do have a couple great integrations. So we integrate with uh Procore Technology. So in the world of construction, they provide a fantastic platform uh that enables kind of information from across the construction cycle, right? To be in one place, right? So construction is a lot more than just what's happening on the work site, right? It's everything that leads up to building and everything that happens after building, right? So Um, Along those same lines, we, we also work with Autodesk, right? That's kind of building that same system. And then I think one of the neatest integrations we have is with Oracle, they have like the preeminent scheduling software which is primavera so when we talk about all the neat things that you can do with scheduling and then take that data and send it down right we're able to bring in a primavera schedule look at their trade forecast and send that piece of information down to everybody uh, in the field at the right time
1: we already uh, made the statement uh... Const- world of construction is now being transformed with technology right now. What can you speak to the future of of where we're headed? Um, maybe in the near future, next year or two, and and maybe a l- little bit further, 510. What kind of tech predictions do you make? Uh, can you make on what we'll see?
0: Um, <laughs> in construction or everywhere? Because, I mean, the world is moving fast. That is true.
1: <laughs> Let's focus on construction specifically. So your industry of where where it could go.
0: So I really do think, and and we're hoping to kind of lead the way on this as well, that the transparency of data is going to start to kind of lead the management of construction. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a construction site, it's kind of like a beautifully choreographed chaos, right? So you have incredibly talented people managing, right? Just huge workforces with Again, misaligned information. So, that transparency of information is actually going to be able to streamline and help everybody understand uh, what's happening on site. And it's going to create mass efficiencies, right? So, from our perspective, we would also like to see everybody associated (laughs) with a kind of one data, take it everywhere you go uh, kind of mentality, right? So, we just have to get rid of, and this is across the board, right? Re-inputting information, right? people looking at different information for the same thing. So that normalization of data uh, outside of what we're doing. I mean, there's just amazing things happening kind of in robotics. I am, I don't know if you've seen some of those uh, things in construction tech and uh, kind of using 3D printing to print out materials. So I, that also is kind of Kind of come into the construction industry as well. That said, I think it's going to be run by people for a very long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, but it's not going to change that 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 quick. Yeah. But but I love the, the the point that that we need to have more visibility so that we can make more uh, better decisions, and that's where technology will hopefully yeah. help play the the largest role. Um, thank you so much for for sharing this insight. Uh, for those. Um, that want to hear more about Alex's journey, stick around for part two of our Founders Journey series. We'll get more into that details. Uh, but for those that want to learn more about Iris, they can go to dot com. And what's a good, when they get there, uh, Alex, what's a good first step for them to look at or take?
0: Well, I would love it, actually, if they just want to contact us and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. send out the, you know, fill out the form and, and then we'll contact them. Uh, or obviously you can read about the information on site.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Alex, for your time. It's been a great discussion and everyone stick around for part two. We'll see you in the next episode of uptech report. Have you seen a company using AI machine learning or other technology to transform the way we live, work and do business? Go to uptechreport.com and let us know.